0: To talking jets my name's ryan and i'll be your pilot tonight i am joined alongside my co-pilots i have mr Greenbean to my this way i got mr matt o'leary to my that way Greenbean, how you doing tonight
1: dude i'm great this is dude, we're inching closer and closer man every moment we are close to the real jets football we get to see Aaron Rodgers this week i'm excited
2: matt how you doing tonight uh, I'm doing better after this breaking news that uh, Dwayne Brown will be activated off the pup list. Our offensive line is back finally.
0: Yeah. Let's go. We're gonna get into that in just a second but first make sure you hit that like button if you're enjoying what you're seeing here and if you're interested in going to the week nine Jets Chargers Monday Night Football group by head over to talkingjets.com, get yourself a ticket. while supplies last. Now, you heard it mentioned by Mr. Matt O'Leary, and I see Scott drop it in saying, Breaking news, Dwayne Brown officially off the pup list. So, very cool to see that. So, I think that's where we will start our conversation. Who is the best starting five offensive lineman that we could put out there in front of either Aaron Rodgers, you know, for this week or, you know, going forward? Uh, if not, everyone's playing all at once. But, Matt, I'll let you start. Who would be your starting five?
2: Yeah, I, I even though Dwayne Brown has been activated, I don't think he plays this week. Uh so I think they stick with Billy Turner at left tackle and hopefully just put a tight end on his hip uh for when Aaron Rodgers is in there on Saturday. Um uh, but now, I think, would do sorry, we man. wanna f- focus this towards
0: Saturday's game or do we want to focus it in general for like starting the season?
2: I'm good either way. Or both I was gonna do both I was gonna do oh. both, to be honest with you. I'm sorry, I stepped on your toes. That is quite okay. Uh, So I think it's going to be pretty – I think that's going to be the only difference uh, is that it will be a different left tackle this week uh, with Billy Turner at left tackle in for Dwayne Brown as he ramps back up. But to start the season, I think it's going to go Brown, Tomlinson, McGovern, AVT, Becton. Um, I think Joe Titman. we got some relatively good news with Joe that he should be good to go for week one. But I do think that they start the season with McGovern at center. But I wouldn't be surprised if by the bye week, Joe Titman is the starting center.
0: Greenby, what about you? What do you think about our starting five offensive linemen? Who do you think they'll be?
1: I don't know what all the excitement is about. I was really happy with Billy Turner at left tackle. I thought that he should start the whole offseason. You guys remember I've been saying it all offseason. I love me some Billy Turner. Uh, This is good, dude. I mean, it's just so crazy how many injuries we really do have to be concerned about, right? Like, the potential of this line is is incredible, you know. Um, And if they can stay healthy and, you know, begin to play together and do all that, like, we we're fine. Like our the talent on our O line is 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 bordering studly, especially like Matt was saying about uh Tipman. Um, I think Tipman is better than McGovern at this point in his career. And uh, whether or not he starts week one, it doesn't matter. I mean, eventually he will. And I think, you know, it just it it's another guy that we have coming in at some point. But I think uh, you know, right, Dwayne Brown, uh, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, I suppose. A uh, ABT and Becton is righteous, dude. You know what I mean? And let me just tell you something. There's a lot of people trying to take the what you know what Becton has done this preseason and minimize it like, you know, uh, oh, it's against backups and all that shit. Like, dude, it, it, he's not just handling backups. Like, he's dominating. Like, it's it's not even in question. And you see the guy that we saw our rookie year, you know, his rookie year, um, you see it again. It's like that's who he is, man. He drives dudes into the dirt. He clears five-yard holes for the running game. Um, you know, there was that you – know, did you guys see the Brian Baldinger breakdown when he goes, run through that hole, Bam? Dude, that hole – like he was like kind of doing little jukey-jukes behind. And he's like, there was no reason. Makai Beckton cleared such a huge path. Uh, and that's what we're looking for. With, I mean, that's what we stand to see. Um, and we can be excited about that. If those guys are healthy from Dwayne Brown uh, to Makai Beckton and everybody in between, I think we're going to be ex- you know, really excited to have uh, Aaron Rodgers standing on his feet all damn year and the running backs running through huge holes.
0: Yeah, I think uh, what you guys said with the offensive line as far as like the starters, it, it's probably going to be Dwayne Brown. Love hearing his name come off the pup list. Uh, Tomlinson, McGovern, AVT, and then back in on the right-hand side. I will say this. I would not necessarily be opposed to, at some point, moving Lakin off and putting Tipman in at guard if Tomlinson can't kind of rebound after last season. I, I thought that was a rough year for him, and I, I expected a lot more. So I'm, I'm hoping with a healthy Dwayne Brown next to him and you know another year in a different system, maybe that'll kind of help him out. Matt, any thoughts on, you know, possibly moving Titman over to guard? We've kind of heard a little bit about that. He's played a little bit over there too.
2: Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I, I think that um Tomlinson gets the benefit of the doubt to start the year, but I don't think he has this untouchable leash, like that he's a lock to guarantee you know, guaranteed to start all 17 games. If he's not playing well, the Jets could shuffle Tomlinson right in there. Or I, I would prefer um I, I would prefer going to, to Tipman, but they could go to Schweitzer also.
0: Greenby, what about you? What do you think about Tipman possibly slotting in at guard?
1: Yeah, well, that, that's where it gets interesting. The interior of the line, there's lots of potentials, you know, you know, uh, alignments there. So if Lakin Tomlinson comes out and he looks like he did in the Baltimore game, let's say, and I hope that the leash would be shorter this year uh, than it was last year. Uh, but yeah, we could stick Tittman in there. You got Schweitzer. You could stick Tittman at center. Move Connor McGovern over. Uh, there's all sorts of fun stuff uh, that you can do, and I think uh, that's that's where you know guys like ABT and Connor McGovern and Joe Tittman really you know show their values that they're versatile and they can be moved around if you need them to, uh, as opposed to somebody like a Dwayne Brown. With all due respect, he's like, this is the one thing I can offer you guys. I do it well but this is it. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's nice if we do run into those issues um, to be able to have that versatility. That said, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to stand for that baloney. You know what I mean? Like, so I think Laken thompson who dude, don't forget a year ago, really, you know, two seasons ago, he was a pro bowl guard. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's not like the guy Is a schlub, you know, or like an undrafted free agent or somebody that we're hoping can turn into something. He's already been a Pro Bowl guard, he's a vet in the league. Uh, he had a down year, so you know, with Aaron Rodgers behind him, I I, I think, I think likely, uh, he's gonna have a a bounce back year. That's what I'm, I have good, I have high hopes for that.
0: See, Blitz crew coming in, Blitz crew is asking, haven't heard about Carter Warren lately. You see, oh, sorry. Have we seen him at practice? Any news on Chaz Sherratt? I don't think either played since the Hall of Fame game. So Sherratt, I think, was just activated again. I'm pretty sure he's back at practice. Um, I haven't really paid much attention to Carter Warren. I've kind of penciled him in more so as a developmental tackle because of the already you know, outstanding issues that we have on our offensive line. So I haven't really, I'll be honest, I haven't kept much tabs on, on Warren here matt have you heard anything from carter warren and am i right saying Surratt is
2: back uh, at practice yeah he was back at practice today and for carter warren i think he's definitely a candidate to start the year on the the pup list or injured reserve i think that's absolutely on the table Uh, i don't think it's a guarantee that he's on the 53 man roster right away and that's not to say that you know he can't come off the pup list or ir at some point this year but uh, I don't think they really are in a position where they need to rush him. Uh, I think they'd love to redshirt him this year. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's where he ends up to start the season. Greenby, what are
0: your thoughts on Carter Warren and Chaz Surratt?
1: Yeah, I know. It's really it's interesting, right? Like they came out of the gate and we were excited, man. Uh, we, we we really were. Uh, Chaz Surratt, we saw Sala literally say, I love this guy. You know, like he's clearly one of Salah's dudes. I think rightfully so, too, man. I mean, the the guy has the athletic profile that, that, y- that you want to see, particularly that Salah likes. Um, he was a, a very, very, uh, you know, um, juicy, let's call him, prospect, uh, transitioning from quarterback to linebacker, and he was a third-round pick. And he just kind of, you know, it's one of those things where, he got cut from the Vikings, but they just kind of the new regime came in and just kind of cut a bunch of people. you know So it's not really an indicator that he did anything wrong or anything. So he's an exciting guy. I mean he's he's got a nice pedigree and potential to be something. So the fact that Salah likes him so much, I think it's one of those guys that you could see um, you know really maybe starting at special teams or what have you, but you know kind of developing into something. So I'd like to see him uh, be able to stay healthy and and show what he has because that's exciting Carter Warren I, I think uh, I'm right along the lines of where Matt is we haven't really seen him he looked pretty good uh, when he was playing I believe it was in the Hall of Fame game. I don't think he played against the Panthers uh, but I could be wrong but I remember him in the uh, Hall of Fame game and he looked pretty good you know he was in there on that touchdown of a man of Canada around the left side and uh, and you know he's a he's another prospect that I think is exciting but if he's banged up, there's no reason to uh, to force him in there or anything. He could be starting the season on IR.
0: AP14 comes and says, what's up boys, I'm a Montrealer, officially coming for the home opener, baby. Let's go. Yeah. AP, I will be at Woo. the home opener, so try to flag me down if you will. Uh, I know Ali's gonna be there, and Richie, and Tigo. Um, Blue, it's gonna be somewhere around there in the parking lot. Uh, but should be a good time, for sure uh ny jets 24 comes in says if becton stays healthy and has a great season does joe douglas offer him a contract for next season uh my gut feeling is if this happens and becton plays the full season he's gonna get the franchise tag i don't think we're gonna like invest big money into him long term unless he's willing to take a discount and an incentive laden deal uh matt your thoughts
2: You. Yeah. Stole my thunder. I was going franchise tag. He seems like the perfect franchise tag candidate. Uh, it would be a prove it deal because, you know, unfortunately, he missed two years. So even if he stays healthy and plays an entire season, like that's fantastic. That's what we want to see from Makai Becton, but I don't think you can give him any long term money. And I think he understands that. And he'd get paid pretty well from the franchise tag for one year.
0: Green Bean, what about you? What do you think? If Becton plays well this season and he's healthy, does Joe Douglas offer him a contract or is he getting hit with the tag?
1: You know, I'm right with you guys. Like, you know, he can get a contract if Makai Becton's willing to kind of, uh, you know, get creative, like you said, incentive-laden. And I don't think he will be, you know. um, I hope there's not a holdout and all that kind of stuff, but if he makes it through the season healthy, he's – almost guaranteed to have a good season. He's a very talented player. And uh, so he would be someone that you'd want to keep around. I would love to see them be able to figure out a deal. But again, one season of health versus two seasons, two and a quarter seasons really of injury, uh, it's hard to balance the one against the other. So I think they'd like to see him maybe have a second full year of health and dominance before they're willing to throw the bag at them. Uh, that said, I'd be fine if they did. If they just decided, hey, man, this kid's clearly uh, wh- who we want and what we want at the position. We're ready to move them over to left tackle, um, and they can and they can reach a deal, three four-year contract. I'd be happy if they did. It'd be scary, though, wouldn't it? It'd be scary. Yes. Uh, I mean, even this year, like, you're just waiting for it. It sucks. I'm, you know, I'm wearing my Becton jersey and full support. Uh, you guys know I've been supporting Becton through thick and thin through this whole two-year period. Uh, I'm very excited for him. I'm excited to see what he can do for the Jets. But it, you know, being honest, it's scary. You're waiting. I hope we're. I uh, hope it's behind us. You know what I mean? Hope it's all behind us. We get to see this kid have a career.
0: Yeah, it's going to be one of those things where I, I think he gets franchise tagged if he plays well. And he's gonna—he's not gonna sit out on it because it's like a sixteen to twenty million dollar tag is—is is where it's supposed to be, I think. Um, so a four million dollar increase on—I think the franchise on the fifth year option that he would have gotten. I think he was gonna get twelve million guaranteed if he had played on his fifth year option. So he's gonna get sixteen, and he's not like there, there's big penalties if he decides to hold out. So I don't think the Jets are gonna like lose sleep over that. If he threatens to hold out, I mean, the Jets are going to be drafting a tackle anyway. I don't think there's any way we go into next year's draft and don't take a tackle unless like Carter Warren, you know, looks phenomenal uh, in some capacity or they have some sort of free agent that they want to bring in in conjunction with Becton. But I think we're not done on the offensive line as far as that goes. But I think Becton could be a big piece here long term. He's just got to prove it one more season. Dom C dropping in. What's up, dude? says, feeling good about Lakin. He had a death close in his family at the start of last year, plus his wife and kids stayed in California for most of last season. All parents know how hard it is being without your kids. Oh, man. Okay, I did not even realize that. So, hopefully, we get a good bounce back year. It was very uncharacteristic of Lakin Tomlinson last year to play the way he did. He was, like, the one person on the line, like him and AVT, where I was like, okay, these guys will be fine. They'll be good. Plug them in. Don't have to worry about them. And, like, he was the worst offensive lineman we had last year. I was like totally blown away with it. So are you with uh,
2: Dom C here, Matt? You think he's going to bounce back? Yeah, I definitely think he's a bounce back candidate um, or at least you know fall somewhere in the middle between where he was last year and a pro bowler. Like, I don't know, would it be nice if he got back to being a pro bowler? Of course, but even if he was just like an average starter, I think you sign up for that uh, with, you know the put the potential on the right side of the uh, the offensive line with AVT coming back and a healthy Mekhi Becton and Dwayne Brown coming back uh, I think that put the offensive line in good shape and yeah it was a tough first year for him uh, in New York sometimes that happens and you know I, I'm cautiously optimistic about him going into his second season with the Jets Greenbean, you think Lakin bounces back this year
1: yeah and I like what Dom said you know you guys know or uh, maybe you don't know here comes a story Um, when, uh, what was that? Like, I don't even know the year 2018, maybe, uh, my wife and kids moved to Virginia and I stayed in Florida for work and we sold our house and I bought a little bungalow kind of thing. And I stayed there and I thought I was going to have this. Honestly, man, I knew I'd miss my kids, but I thought I was going to have this, uh, you know, freedom, man. I was going to go on the beach and meditate with fucking onto the moon and all kinds of fun stuff. I did none of it, dude. I worked like 60, 70 hours a week. I went home, I sat in the dark and I played video games with my son and I cried. Like, that's what I did. And then I wake up at four in the morning and go back to work for 15 months and I had no control over it, dude. I was miserable. Uh, so maybe that is a bigger in you know, factor than we uh, give it credit for. Now, Dom, the question is, are his wife and kids with him now like that's key you know what i mean we're making an assumption but yeah and obviously death in the family can knock you for a loop we all know that if you know if you've had anybody pass away even if it's somebody you know expected you know like a grandma grandpa kind of a thing it still it takes the wind out of yourselves man and uh, so that's a good point i want to point out also that dom c is currently in one of my favorite places in the entire world at least this country uh, and I'm envious I want to let you know that I didn't tell you earlier today when I was texting you but I, what I really wanted to say was I'm just riddled with jealousy <laughs> so I hope you're enjoying yourself up there where, where is he where is he you can't oh that, not sorry, yeah he's up in uh he's up in Maine so you know Acadia National Park in mm-hmm. Maine in the yeah. summer dude like literally one of the, I, I can't even describe how gorgeous it is in the summer. The main catch, I see the main catch uh, in the chat here. He knows he's up there in Maine, but Maine in the summer is almost indescribable. It's like tropically clear water, like like you would get in the Bahamas, but mm-hmm. with mountains and lighthouses and, oh, it's incredible. So and I lobster
0: see some rolls. Pe- oh, lobster rolls are banging. We, got, we went up to uh, Maine last November. And I ate lobster for like three days straight. It was fantastic. <laughs> buttered lobster, fucking everything. Lobster bisque, mac and uh, lobster, mac and cheese, lobster tails, lobster rolls, whatever it was, throw some lobster in it and I'll eat it. I see some things in the I chat. Uh, people were asking what is the left tackle franchise tag? So the franchise tag for offensive linemen is actually one group franchise tag. So it's guards, centers, tackles. Everyone's lumped in together for the franchise tag, so it doesn't matter. That was kind of my argument for running backs and tight ends. Maybe there should be a flex weapon kind of tag where wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs are all lumped together the same way because running backs are getting shafted by contracts. Tight ends want to be paid like wide receivers. Kind of takes the wide receiver sting a little bit down in terms of uh, of what that franchise tag would cost. But yeah, the offensive linemen all get paid that one tag, so it doesn't matter what position you play, you're gonna get the same kind of tag. Um, all right, I see Knifey Spoony comes in, becoming the newest member of the OnlyFans. Thank you so much, Knifey Spoonie. I'd hit my little button here, but I don't have it. So we're just gonna go, uh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have the J-E-T-S loaded up. I had to reset my freaking pad thing over here. So I'll get it fired up for next week. But thank you so much for joining. AZ Jets comes in saying, Broderick Jones' is second string left tackle for the Steelers, FYI. Yeah, it makes me feel a little bit better, right? So bummed that we're like, oh, man, we're having tackle problems and now everything's going sideways and we could have had the tackle, but we traded down. Give him some time. Tackles do tend to take a little bit more time. Remember, Andrew Thomas looked like dog shit his first year and he was a top five pick. And now we're sitting here looking at him and he got like the biggest offensive tackle contract in the league. So it can totally change in just a few years time. So don't don't be taking victory laps just yet. But I am, That's right. Uh,
1: like, look at Ashton Davis, right? Huh? He's looking pretty decent right now. I, I'm just saying, like, he looked pretty good in the last game. Few tackles he's for losses. Coming out of the box.
0: Do you think he makes the team at all? It was was last game enough to like save his spot? Because I thought he was definitely getting cut.
1: Green bean. Um. I, I don't, I don't know if it's just last game, but the fact that like, if he has another game where he does anything positive, I think he makes the roster. The thing is like, what are we looking at? We're looking at maybe a trade Dean supplanting him, right? That's kind of what we're looking at. We got Jordan Whitehead. You got Adrian Amos, you have um, uh, Tony Adams and then Ashton Davis. So you're looking at, you know, if, if Trey Dean can do enough, and he's done some nice things too. He's, he's playing well. He looks like he's a nice prospect. But Ashton Davis, we already know, is good on special teams. We already know Salah likes him, and we already know that he has an uncanny ability when he comes in for three plays to make a pick. Like, he mm-hmm. just – he has that. So, if he's, if he's kind of, you know, you know uh, gaining the ability to, to take better angles and play the run better – because like just like you said with Andrew Thomas and so many other players, sometimes it takes more than the five minutes we're willing to give them before we call them busts. Imagine that. Sometimes it takes a little and, – and I'm with it. I, I was neither here nor there on it. I'm done defending guys like Ashton Davis. You know, it's the athletic guy and all that. But I think that he is a, a, a player that Salah is kind of invested in. And if he has a couple games in preseason where he looks like that – I mean, dude, he looked – He looked very good in that game. He did. And uh, if he can do it again this week, I think he's a lock. Yeah.
0: Matt, Matt, how are you feeling about Broderick Jones being the second string left tackle? And what do you think about Ashton Davis? You think he makes this team?
2: Yeah, I mean – I'm not really too worried about Broderick Jones. I think he'll end up being okay. Uh, I I wouldn't, as you said, like it's a little early for for victory laps. I think we could revisit in maybe three three years and see where we're at here. Uh, Ashton Davis, I think, is going to make this roster because of uh, how much the Jets like him on special teams. Uh, They pretty much stopped using him last year on defense, but had him as a... Uh, you know or in a pretty big role on on special teams so I, I think he makes it uh, for that reason and you know I'm, I hope that th- the last game against Tampa Bay was a sign of things to come because you know he was flying around and had good pursuit angles and was wrapping guys up which you know that was a problem for him early in his career he was someone who was such a good athlete but you know, it doesn't have a ton of football experience. So the football IQ is a little bit behind, but if that starts to catch up with the athleticism on top of it, then that could be something.
0: Not to mention, uh, as far as the Project Jones stuff, like, I'm feeling pretty good about Will McDonald. As much as I was, like, shocked to see linebacker pop up on the screen draft night, this dude has been, like, legit. That spin move is absolutely filthy. So even if Project Jones was on, like, knowing what we know now, if you had the choice between Will McDonald and Broderick Jones – I'm taking Will McDonald. The dude seems legit. I think uh, we're already starting to see that excitement. Uh, Kay Yeti, I'll get to your super chat in just a second. I want to recognize Wayne Von Mutis for becoming the newest member of the OnlyFans. And then we also just gained Mike Kaz, Jets all the time, becoming a member of the OnlyFans as well. So, boys, thank you so much for joining the channel, make sure you drop some J-E-T-S emojis in the chat for our newest members. Green Bean getting some fire emojis in
1: the chat going. I like it. Yeah. From Mount Becton, everybody. Let's get some fire emojis from Mount Becton. Get excited for this monster man. Remember we were talking about Route 77, Ryan? Remember? Yeah, Highway 77. Highway 77. Yeah. Don't forget. I had forget. an emoji
0: built for a little bit. We could, we could bring Did that you
1: back. Where, yeah, Let bring it see. back.
0: We'll have to see how many more people we need to get another emoji. I think it's like seven or eight like members. And if we get that, I'll add the Highway 77 emoji back
1: in. I'm gonna do the Jeremy real quick. That's my boy!
2: That's what he does. <laughs> there that he is. Every...
1: <laughs> so I
0: funny. love it. There he is. Uh, right. We got Kay Yeti says, love this trio. Oh, Michael Carter, the best running back three in NFL history. I'm excited for Michael Carter. Look, two years ago, I was advocating for Michael Carter being running back one for the New York Jets, and the Jets taking a running back in the middle rounds, round three, four, something like that. And they took Brees Hall in the second round, and I was like, well, I'm an idiot, because that would have that was definitely the right move to make. But yeah, Michael Carter being running back three, feeling real confident in this right now. Matt, we didn't get to see Michael Carter in the last game. We saw Bam Knight and Izzy. What were your thoughts about Michael Carter kind of moving forward?
2: Yeah, I think that tells you everything you need to know, that it's going to be Michael Carter as that you know last running back spot. Izzy, of course, is going to make it, uh, assuming he's healthy. He has a bad bruise right now, so he'll be fine. I, I don't anticipate that really being a major injury or major issue for him. Uh, so that means Bam Knight's the odd man out, uh, which isn't crazy surprising. We talked about that last week after the Dalvin Cook edition, that this is probably what's going to happen here. Uh, I like Bam Knight, but... I, he didn't really have a very good game uh he wasn't helping no. his cause with the fumble uh he had a drop um and just you know I, again I, I like him but he's not helping his own cause i thought michael carter was really explosive and looked like the guy that you know he was as a rookie in that carolina game uh and he could add value uh in, in the passing game so i'm looking forward to seeing him this year
0: green what were your thoughts about michael carter not playing last game and you know, him being running back three overall and his outlook for the season.
1: Well, I mean, the truth is, is that I never felt like, uh, I mean, there was the Michael Carter potential trade, but we talked about it last week, a couple weeks ago. I don't see it. Like it's, it's hard for me to, to really grab onto the idea that Michael Carter is going to be traded, right? Like we know, um, well anyway, so my you know, I just always thought like between the two if Dalvin Cook comes here, Michael Carter's making the roster. Um so Bam would be the odd man out. Um now like Matt said, he didn't have a good game, man. And it's interesting too because uh Solid started him, said, "Okay, kid, go out there and win the job. Make your case." And he couldn't, you know what I mean? Like and I feel like maybe the pressure got to him. It's a totally different story for just being an undrafted free agent on the bottom of the roster. They say, go in there, kid. Here's the ball. And just you got nothing to lose. And You're just running like we saw last year. I think that's a little different than, hey, there's one roster spot left. You're behind in the battle, be you know, behind somebody that we like and has been here for three years. Here's your opportunity. Go out there and make your case. We saw him fumble the ball and lose it. We saw him drop a pass. Uh, we saw him outshined by Izzy, you know, back to back. So they would run Bam, then they'd run Izzy, and and, it, and it's it's not a it's not fair entirely because obviously every play's dynamics are different. But you saw the difference. I mean, Izzy was able to squeak out, uh, you know, more more yardage on those plays, and and Bam seemed to kind of struggle that play we talked about earlier with Brian Baldinger's uh, breakdown of Makai Becton. He created just a huge hole and Bam Knight hesitated to hit it, probably lost the opportunity for a big gain and ended up only getting what I think like four yards, excuse me, or something like that. So I, I I think it's um, you know, if Izzy's healthy, which by the way, best case scenario, man. How, how rare is that for us? You see a kid, you know, in a preseason game pointing to his knee, it's over. You know what I mean? It's over. Do we know this? We've seen it a thousand times, but we so we hear thigh bruise, like oh my god, it's Christmas, like that's how it feels. So if Izzy can't play for the first few weeks of the season, Bam's spot is fine. If he can, uh, Bam's going to be stuck on the practice squad because I still think he's a good back and I still think they like him, um, but he's not going to make the fifty-three.
0: Yeah, I get the feeling if we cut him, he'll. Tr- I, I think he might get scooped up by Miami. That's kind of my gut feeling, unless a, a premier yeah. running back gets traded down there that we could talk about a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I think uh, there could be a situation where maybe they decide to slow roll Izzy back from an injury, and maybe they're like, hey, let's see how all these guys are. Let's hold on to Brees, or uh, hold on to Bam as well. We'll kind of see where that goes. Uh, Rich Samini's crusty Tissue becomes the newest member of the channel, and then Crossfire yeah. gifts a membership. To Ooh. Hank G, become the newest member of the OnlyFans. So Hank G and Crusty nice. Tissue and Crossfire, thank you so
1: much for joining the OnlyFans. Rich Cimini's Crusty Tissue? That's what it is. It's such now, a is great this name. <laughs> it's like such an outrageous ever, name. But what was the name last year? It was Rich Cimini's something. Remember? Dick Chimney? Like that one? Dick no, Chimney was a popular one for a little bit. It was like Rich, it was something like that. It was definitely it was, Rich
0: Meanie's Crusty Tissue. He's been that name at least for a yeah, year. Yeah, is that year.
1: what it was? Yeah, All definitely.
0: Because right. the first time Welcome I saw it, I, I almost fell over. And then, <laughs> oh back, man. Oh, we Blitz got Blitz Crew. Blitz Crew drops in, gifting five memberships. Uh, Let's go, Blitz Crew. Okay. Crossfire drops in oh. with another one. Guys, gifting memberships left to right. Love it. Love you guys. Let me, let me refresh the thing so I can see how many emoji or how many things we need to get to that next emoji. Cause so I wanna add the Highway 77, but I wanna see if we can get up to that next threshold. Let me see, pause for just one moment. Um, all right, so we need 13 more. So it's, it's 13 more memberships is the number for us. And then we'll get the Highway 77 emoji. It's time. It's time to get it. We want it. Uh, guys, make sure you use all those cool emojis that you get. And thank you for Crossfire and Blitzcrew for hopping on in there.
1: Yeah, right carrying the Week. Awesome news.
0: Crossfire gifts another one. Crossfire the man. Oh, Billy. <laughs> Down to 12. <laughs> Got to keep a countdown going. Blitzcrew drops in and says Doesn't seem like we can stash Dean on the practice squad. He is cheaper and has been at least quality, pro- uh, equally productive as Davis throughout the preseason. Yeah, we gave Dina the, was it the biggest signing bonus of any of the undrafted free agents this offseason? So I, I don't think the Jets want to risk him going on waivers, but at the same time, I do feel like Ashton Davis has performed better than Trey Dean right now. Green Bean, what Ooh. are your thoughts yeah, you don't. Oh, okay, Matt, I'll throw it I to you first. I, maybe I'm just having some recency bias. Like I liked what I've yeah. seen out of Davis the last like game one, and a half. One good game.
2: He had one good game. Trading's been really good the entirety of the the preseason. I I think he's stood out to me. Um, but I think you could. There's a world where you can keep both. I mean, there's no guarantee that Bernard Converse is going to be ready to come off the pup list at the start of the year. Mm. So you could carry Whitehead, Adams, Amos, Davis, Endy.
0: Okay, that makes me feel better. I do want to try and like preserve our special teams players. Like, is there any shot that Hardy winds up not making it and like a different special teams ace would make? Like, I feel like Hardy's the captain on special teams. It'd yeah, be silly to like get rid of him.
2: Yeah, I think he's a lot to make it, unfortunately. Not, well, not unfortunately, but it's just like with Hardy and Baden, both those guys have like this very, very specific niche role. Like, you have to carry them, but they're so limited in what they do. A part of you kind of doesn't want to at the same time because of other areas on the roster, but I understand why the Jets will.
0: This is why I'm saying carry two quarterbacks. Free up that extra spot.
2: No oh one's yeah, you up Boyle-Off, like, waivers or anything.
0: No. Not no, happy. You'll be able to pick him up at any point in time. Knifey Spoonie yeah. comes in says, Love seeing A-Rod taking Makai Becton under his wing. That is a great comment. And one I want to let, let, let's hop over to this real quick. Then uh Brian, Blitzcrew, JJ, and Joe. We got your super chats in just a second. But I do want to bring up this topic because I did have this pulled up. So Becton and Rogers are going to be starting versus the Giants this year. And the Giants <laughs> The Giants <Okay. laughs> And we will uh uh get to see them make well, get to see Rogers make his jet debut and Becton his debut at right tackle uh in front of Aaron Rodgers. So how are we feeling about this? Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Rodgers and Becton starting
2: versus the Giants. How are your feelings on both players? Okay. So I'm very excited for Makai Becton to get the start at right tackle. I am very nervous about Aaron Rodgers playing in this game. I was team bubble wrap. Uh, don't, don't, don't bring him out until week one. I am not convinced that Three throws on two drives is going to really make that much of a difference 16 days before the Jets actually play their first game. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong, but I, I think we're overrating the impact of, um, you know, throwing a couple passes in a preseason game. against. They're going up against the Giants' number two defense, by the way. The, the Dable is not playing his starters, so it's guys fighting for a roster spot who might be going a little extra hard. I, I don't know. I I have the willies over it. I'm not going to lie. Matt, you said the perfect sentence right there. I wasn't sure if you were
0: going to get to it, but you got to it. And it's the Giants are playing their backups against the Jets. So what are we really going to diagnose? We're going to be like, oh, yeah, we feel great against the Giants backups right now. And it's these guys trying to fight for a roster spot. So you don't think he's going to try and ring Rogers bell if he gets the shot at it? Like, I am deathly afraid of Aaron Rodgers playing. Now, I am excited that Makai Beck is going to be playing, and I'm looking forward to seeing him start and playing against you know, maybe not the you got to see him against second string, too, but not the, you know, the third string stuff that we got to see later in the game last week. I'm team bubble wrap with Aaron Rodgers. I don't did not need to see anything. I thought the joint practices was enough to to get your your palate wet. But I understand you wanting to at least play a little bit behind what could be your starting offensive line. I'm hoping right. for one series and a touchdown. Or, like, if it, like, fails the first time, then second time, and that's it. So only two drives at most. Greenbean, I want to hear it from you. Becton and Rodgers, are you excited?
1: Well, that's exactly right, dude. Like, what you landed on at the end there, I totally hear it, especially <laughs> when you consider that we've lost two quarterbacks, count them, two! against the Giants in preseason. Now, the most recent was Mark Sanchez when Rex Ryan just couldn't keep his balls in his pants uh, because, you know, he's like, I got to win this game. And he sent out the starting quarterback in the fourth quarter like an idiot. Uh, But the other one was Chad Pennington when they broke his wrist. Uh, Terrible, man. I I remember where I was. Like, the feeling of, like, like, we were so excited. We had a good team. Chad was young, and, and you know, we felt so good, and it was like over. You know what I mean? In the season was over. It's a terrible feeling. So I definitely get it. That said, they have not played together, man. The offensive line, they have not played together. They have not played with Aaron Rodgers. I understand what you're saying, like three plays. how It's not going to be three plays, though. They're going to drive down the field. They're going to get a, you know, it's going to be a six-minute drive. Uh, ends up in the you know in the end zone and then uh or work out the kinks uh therein and you you do two drives you get this offensive line unit working together with the proper quarterback behind them the center snapping the ball i would hate to i mean you think it's minimal but they're going to have to work out that shit at some point you know in a game scenario and i'd hate that to be monday night september 11th Uh, in, in Buffalo, like, even if it's, you know, like if it's, uh, you know, seven, eight, 10 minutes of on the field play, it's seven, eight, 10 minutes of on the field play that we don't have to work through against Buffalo. And I think it is valuable. And look, at some point, the guy's going to go have to go out there. I think, um, let's get him ready for Buffalo. We've been protecting them all all off season. And uh, cause you know, in joint practices, they're either wearing a red Jersey, the whole thing, he's not getting touched. It's not a real live thing. And I think it's important while I share the concerns, I think it's the right move. I believe I saw a stat somewhere that the jets were the
0: fastest snap to throw team in the preseason so far. I believe it was 2.3 seconds. So the jets clearly identify that their offensive line is struggling a little bit. And I think having Aaron Rodgers back there will at least mitigate some of those offensive line woes. And maybe that'll at least give us the little bit of knowledge as like, okay, do we think we should go after Jason Peters as like an oh no type option? Like Rodgers has to be behind him as far as like the offensive line goes. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to, to kind of see how this all plays out. Um, but I'm nervous, not gonna lie. Uh, Brian Bogan. Coming in says, kind of bummed at the lack of Michael Carter in Hard Knocks so far. Yeah, Matt, you think we see uh, a little more Michael Carter coming up here?
2: Yeah, I I hope so. We It's been very quiet. Now, to be fair, it's only been a couple of episodes, so we can't fully diagnose. And supposedly, finally, Aaron Rodgers hinted that our guy was mic'd up this week, Ron Middleton. So maybe we're going to get some Ron Middleton content in one of the remaining three episodes. But yeah, Michael Carter, that's two guys, Michael Carter and Ron Middleton that I'd like to see more of. I think, is this the Dalvin Cook episode too? Because I
0: don't think Dalvin Cook was in the Hard Knocks episode last week. So I think we'll get more interaction with the running back room this week, maybe with Dalvin Cook's edition. I think, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Blitz Crew. Drops in, says, Bam is going to be solid for the Finns this year. Greenbee, do you think uh, Bam goes to the Finns? That was kind of my gut feeling if he doesn't make the roster.
1: Well, I, I wasn't thinking that. Um, you mentioned it, and my first thought was, huh, you know, like, all right, that, I mean, they're into, you know, signing guys that, you know, we're casting off, which, I mean, it's not always the case that the guy who's casted off is necessarily the worst player, right? You know, it doesn't always work out that way. But that's not the greatest business model in the world, you know. To build your team off of, you know, scraps of a team, a division rival, you know, what they're cutting. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, there's going to be a lot of running backs, man. Uh, in in a in a little while, it's going to be thirteen hundred by twelve hundred and ninety players or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, they a lot all of them cut down,
0: down at once this year, right? Like that's the change that yeah. they.
1: It's going to be like a bloodbath, dude. It's going to be crazy. And it's going to be a feeding frenzy. Um, lots of moving and shaking, I would imagine. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I think it's very possible. I think that they're a likely suitor if he does get scooped. But I don't know. I think running back is one of those positions where it's going to be – there's going to be a lot of, of, of backs available. And uh, I – have a feeling he's going to be able to slide back onto our practice squad. I hope anyway, but I think Miami's a, a good bet. If he does get signed, that's where he's going to go.
0: JJ comes in and says, Thoughts on the safeties? Will it be the low point of our defense? I think it's only going to be a low point if we sustain an injury. I think there and linebacker were, those would be our two thinnest points. Matt, uh, is that kind of your thinking as well? Safety is a weak point on the defense? only if injuries come in
2: yeah yeah if injuries come in I'm not overly concerned about it I think uh, Tony Adams progressing the way that he has this summer eases some of those tensions for me Uh, I think Jamie and Sherwood you could kind of say the same thing there and uh, even Zaire Barnes who I think has looked good so far in the preseason I think they have some good depth. It's not nearly as strong of depth at what they have on the defensive line and cornerback room, but like, let's be honest, no roster is flawless. Um, the Jets still have one of the best rosters in in the league, but if I were to pick a couple positions, yeah, I would, I would say, I guess safety and linebacker doesn't have the depth that some of the other positions do.
0: Joe comes in. He says, Dwayne Brown cleared. Yeah. We're excited to get our big boy back. Weed the people coming in, I can smell you from here, says, hard knocks tonight, boys, <laughs> gonna be sick. Yeah, we're excited, we're gonna see some Dalvin Cook, I think, a little bit of Ron Middleton, as Matt alluded to, excited, excited. Blitzcrew comes in, says, did you just make that up, the V-Giants? Um, I did see that somewhere at some point, I cannot say that I made it up myself. <laughs> I I don't know where I saw it, so for all intents and purposes, yes, I totally made it up myself.
1: It's a but, good one, uh, but let me admit, I thought it like slipped out of your mouth as like oh, a no. mistake, <laughs> like the vagina. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that was so beautiful!" And then I realized, "Oh, people say that." It and was
0: definitely, it was, uh, yeah. definitely planned. As I started saying, like getting to the word, I was like, "Ah, oh, I Ooh. could throw some shade. <laughs> we, we can, can do that right this. now." Yeah, all right, well, J boy. I would give you credit. Nah, Rodgers, long ball to. Garrett Wilson first play touchdown. Do you think that's going to be what do you think the, let, let's do this. What do you think the first play is going to end up being week 1 against the Bills map? Is it a run play right up the middle?
2: Um yes, Dalvin Cook on the the right side of the offensive line. But like up up the middle but on the right right side of the quarterback
0: do a little Brees cook action with both of them back there, stress Buffalo out right from the get-go? I mean, why not?
2: Let's let's get nuts. Maybe line Brees up wide. You want to get real crazy? We'll have him start up as the slot receiver and in motion him into the backfield.
0: Green Bean, what do you think the first play should be week
1: one against the Bills?
2: Now, all right. What I want to
1: believe would happen, okay, is... Flea flicker, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Fucking send Garrett Wilson down the field, throw it, give it to Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, send it back, pew, let the world know. What's really going to happen is a handoff up the middle for four yards. That's what's going to happen. I will say I, I do think a good play action opportunity is there because they know we're going to try to be establishing the run. So you just you you know, and Aaron Rodgers has a real good fake. We saw that in uh, Hard Knocks last week. Um, so it, it could be it could be something like that. But I think you know, it's more than likely we're going to be a safe team as we get the line together, get the team working together. We're not going to be taking chances. Uh, but uh, I'd like to see a big old fashioned flea flick-a-rooney. That'd be fun. So
2: so no wheel route to Bilal Powell picks six <laughs> right. I do love the flea
0: flicker as the first play. I'm pretty, wasn't that Mark Sanchez's first play coming in? I'm pretty sure it was. Was Uh, it? I don't know if it, I don't know if it was preseason or if it was regular season, but I remember him coming in and that was like, it was, it wound up, I don't think it was complete if I'm,
1: God, I'd have to go back and I don't remember that. That would be beautiful. I will rethink all my things. I think it
0: was, I'm like almost positive, unless I'm just like drawing it from a different time. Like I know it was early in the season that it happened. I think we're not gonna do that just because the Buffalo safeties are pretty good and I don't think we should risk that right off the bat. I do think we, if we can run the rock and beat Buffalo into submission, that's the way we should do it. But uh, I do wanna see some some high flying action from our Garrett Wilson and Rodgers combo. John comes in and says, we win the Super Bowl. If Rodgers isn't Super Bowl MVP, who is? Ooh. If Rodgers is not Super Bowl MVP, I think that either means... Quinn and Williams sauce or Brees. And I think Brees would have the inside track unless like Quinn and just goes off and gets a bunch of sacks, Matt, where are you on this?
2: Yeah. My answer would have been Brees hall uh, would have been my guess. I feel like they lean more on the offensive side of the ball and usually it's quarterback. Um, But if I was to go somewhere else, I would say Brees, like uh, who knows, like maybe they got, you know, down by the goal line, and he had two rushing touchdowns and ended up going over 100 yards, something like that. Um, Again, usually it's uh, the quarterback and their heavy betting favorites for a reason. They usually win it, but I would go Brees if not Rodgers.
0: Green Bean, what about you? If Rodgers doesn't get Super Bowl MVP, if we were to win a Super Bowl, who
1: would get it? Michael Clemens for having four stacks, a blocked field goal, and a pass. Block, you know, pass defense interception for a touchdown. What do you think of that?
0: Love it. I like it. Let's make it happen.
1: Your lips, yeah. God's yeah. ears. I love it. Go, Michael. You got it. Weed the people.
0: I could still smell you from here. Says Captain Ryan, Mr. Greenbean, and Matt Squatch. I love it.
1: Mr. Huh? That's all you know. I like You're it. You're Mr. Okay. Greenbean.
2: Sure. He's Mr. O'Leary.
0: He's Mr. O'Leary. My this well, he's, way. He's Matt Squatch. Or actually, That's you're my great. this way. He's my that way.
1: Captain Ryan's great. Matt Squatch is great. Mr. Mr. Green. Think of something better, weed the people. <laughs> Mr. Green Bean. I like Mr.
0: Green Bean. That's yeah, it's not terrible. I'm, I'm a, you, weed the people. I'm being a uh, Brian comes in. Brian says, Mike White in concussion protocol already. <laughs> yeah, he took like three snaps and is already in concussion protocol. So, Who's that? Mike White. Is he really already yeah <laughs> he got hit uh, Fucking yeah. poor guy. I feel bad. That that's
2: like that's why it almost didn't make it's sense scary. for him to go there because Tua has injury history and Mike White also has injury history. Right. you have and two guys and that offensive are, line is dog shit
1: and concussions are yeah. contagious. We know this. Yeah
2: well
0: one guy catches the next that offensive line makes concussions contagious i'm shocked he went there i think he probably felt like okay these weapons if i can stay healthy because i don't trust Tua to stay healthy i'm gonna look pretty good against the division rival and that thought process is great but if i'm miami i'm thinking man i got an injury prone quarterback already you know what we should add to this roster an injury prone quarterback that would make a ton of sense so hopefully we wish the best of luck to uh, mike white except for when he's playing us but uh sad to see uh douglas drops in with super chat thank you douglas you the man. He says, you can wrap A-Rod in bubble wrap. Then he could, God forbid, suffer a catastrophic injury in the first game like Vinny. Fate doesn't care about a calendar or if a game counts. but well, I'd feel Vinny. better...
2: I'd feel better about him getting hurt in a regular season game than a preseason game. Like, I mean, I, it so, would still suck either way, but meaningless game or a game that actually counts. Like I That's yeah. a bad comparison.
0: Yeah, I've already got my tickets to week one, so like, I... I don't want to see injury, but I'd be real salty if <laughs> that happened oh, before I got to watch him trot
2: out onto the field. Right? Would you rather really? not take a regular season snap or hey. like I don't know? Yeah. But look, the silver lining
1: is you get to see Zach. Shut up, Green Bean. <laughs> That's not <laughs> helping, Green Bean. Come on, man. <laughs> get out of here. You suck balls. Dunzo. Suck the walls.
0: Shut up. You're frozen. You fucking suck, man. <laughs> Blitzcrew, hopping in. Blitzcrew says, "Any chance Gibson over Cobb? I would be surprised if Cobb didn't make this roster. I think Rodgers is just so buddy buddy with him; he's secured a roster spot uh, the same way anyone who plays with LeBron that LeBron wants. You know, that person's going to be basically guaranteed a spot." Matt, any thought that Cobb may not make it onto the roster?
2: No, uh, he said in was it either Hard Knocks or one just gets drive. drive? I think yeah, it was that, yesterday. Like, <laughs> a, yeah. He was like, Cobb's like my best friend in the world. Like, yeah, they're mm-hmm. not going to, they're going to cut his best friend. Come on now. Like I, I get it. I would love to keep, uh, Gibson and Brownlee if you could, but it's not going to work out. And you could do a lot worse than Randall Cobb at wide receiver five. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, no, if he can just, if he's coming in on third death, <laughs> There's
1: no way, Randy, oh, Re- man. Reggie Cobb's getting cut, man.
0: The Q-tip speaks. Uh, Talk to us, Green <laughs> <Dean>. <laughs> That's my favorite.
1: Yeah, dude, I know. it's. Uh, I'd love to see Gibson make it. I mean, he's a talented young player. He really is. You see it. But there's no way he's losing his security blanket at wide receiver five. There's just no way.
0: In my opinion. I can't take you seriously with that helmet on, and I love it. It's hard. Because... Comes in with a super chat. Cause says, "Is it possible, or it is possible, the O line lights up with Aaron Rodgers in the game? Are you guys concerned with our safeties? A Legatron missing a chip shot, uh, and Legatron missing a chip shot. MVP Garrett Wilson. So if Garrett, uh, I'm assuming Cause is talking a little bit about the Super Bowl conversation, and if if someone else could be MVP, I I don't think it's gonna be Garrett Wilson because if Garrett Wilson has the stats to be MVP, I think it's going to wind up being Aaron Rodgers." I mean, we have seen wide receivers make get it in the past, but it's just it's it's kind of rare to have that happen. Um, as far as the O-line, I do think the O-line's going to look better with Aaron Rodgers behind it because he's going to be more decisive with the ball and he's going to get the ball out quick. Uh, am I concerned with safeties? Not the starting ones. I would say if a starter goes down, then I'm going to be a little more concerned. But because of the, the contracts and the draft picks that we have kind of not put into safety it leads me to believe that the Jets don't value safety in that kind of capacity, so maybe it's, you know I'm kind of over panicking a little bit at the safety position. And then Legatron missing a chip shot field goal, let him get it out of his system now. I've been watching this dude boot like 60 yarders at camp, so I'm I'm fine with Legatron. Greenbean, your thoughts? O line gonna light it up with Aaron Rodgers in the game. Are you concerned about the safeties and what do you think about Legatron missing a kick?
1: Uh, concerned is not the right word. Um, interested, curious. I think there's talent at the safety position. Uh, let's all remember, and we talked about this somewhat you know, uh, a few times in the offseason, but Sheldon Rankins, his first year in this defense, he was kind of underwhelming, right? And a lot of Jets fans wanted to see him cut. And then he ended up having a really solid second year. And then we were all disappointed that he left. Oh, man, they should have kept Rankins. This is bullshit. I, I have a feeling that Whitehead is going to have a similar uh, response. We we have to remember that like the first year in a defense kind of thing is is actually real, and so now he's going into his second year. Tony Adams, man, uh, think about this: they brought in Adrian Amos, they brought in uh, Chuck Clark, and uh, you know obviously Chuck Clark got injured, but um, you know Tony Adams beat Amos out, dude. He's a vet and he's been good in the league. He beat him out. He's the starter. Uh, and they let Pinnock go for the potential that Tony Adams had. I I would say I'm more excited about what these young guys can do because the good news is is we have solid stuff all around them. We have DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner with Michael Carter II uh, at the nickel. We got you know CJ Mosley's out there. Our defensive line is studly, so it's not like we're just throwing young guys out there uh, to kind of save the defense. He's a piece. And I think that's the way you want to be able to filter young dudes in like a Tony Adams. Now this is his second year in the defense. So I I'm more excited. I would say I'm, I'm not necessarily worried. I'm, I'm certainly curious, right? I I don't, you know, I wouldn't say I'm confident, um, but I'm excited to see uh, what the safeties can do this year. uh, You know, namely Whitehead and, and Tony Adams. But as far as Legatron, uh, I mean dude, he's gonna miss some field goals this year. There's you know, there's a very it's very rare that they're hundred percent. Um the good news is is that we know we have a kicker that can hit from sixty. That shit's new. So I'm gonna focus on that as opposed to whether or not he hits, you know, every thirty-five yarder. Uh I'm pretty happy that we finally have a kicker for more than one year. It's been a minute. Uh I think what the last guy was minute. Yeah, or Justin you know, My- they- or Myers Myers. Myers year, right. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm I'm more I mean, he's going to miss kicks. It's going to happen. Uh, but I, I, th- I still think he's a he's a damn solid kicker. And again, you know, 55, we don't have to worry too much. Uh, it's not like outside of his range. Like he hit it. He's the first Jets kicker to ever hit sixty, dude. Let's just focus on that, cause like you know, there's some good juicy uh, stuff here to chew on. Sam Aiken I- drops in.
0: He says, "What game will Titman start?" Ooh, ooh, um, <laughs> hmm. Do you think it's going to have to take an injury or do you think he'll win it on merit alone, Matt? What do you th- How do you think Titman gets into the starting lineup?
2: Uh in the game against the Giants the week after the bye. I think that's a comfy time to make the switch. So that's the week, what, week after eight.
0: the Giants or the week of the Giants?
2: No, the week of the Giants. So he has 2 weeks to prep with the first team.
0: That would make me feel really good, especially because it would be him kind of versus John Michael Smith's and you get to see both of them on the field, then you get to see Andrew Thomas at left tackle, Makai Becton at right tackle, as long as he stays healthy. Like, that sets up really nicely from like a narrative perspective, and mm. uh, I would feel good about Titman starting at that point. Greenbean, what do you think, merit or uh, injury? When do you think Titman starts?
1: I think it's important to uh, preface this by saying that I, the outpouring of love for beef stew this week has been
0: unbelievable. Oh, dude. I had, yeah. so, um, oh my God, Ron, Ron Weiss, we saw him at training camp and Matt and I turn around and him and his wife are like, beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. so I was like, I wish yeah. Greenbean was here for this. He's, you know, rubbing elbows with the, with the fancy people.
2: Yeah. I was yeah, we there. Got, we got crushed for our beef stew take.
1: Yeah. You guys are whippersnappers. That's what you are. Uh, yeah, that was so good. Dude. I had people literally DMing me.
2: Like, dude, I just want to <laughs> let you know, man, I love Beast,
1: too. <laughs> like, fucking cool, dude. You know what yes, I mean? Uh... But, uh, I, Titman, I think it's more uh, likely that something happens. Like, either somebody, <coughs> excuse me, somebody is, Really not holding their own or an injury, and that's what that's why we see Tippmann. I'm not hoping that's the way, um, but Matt's idea about the buy is is very comfy, right? That's when you want to make a switch. You got that extra week to kind of make sure things are up to snuff. Um, but I think it's more likely that we'll see somebody get banged up. Tipman will come in, dominate, and we just don't move off of them.
0: Sawyer, Armand drops in. Thank you so much. He says, what are y'all most excited for this season? Mine's going to be watching Quinnen and our edges torment Josh Allen and Tua twice a year. Yeah, I think seeing, well, I mean, most excited, I'm excited for like competent quarterback play and like watching this offense play like an NFL offense. That honestly, the most excited thing I'm ready for and hopefully making the playoffs, like we better make it after all these years. Um, But aside from that, I do like the idea of watching other teams, quarterbacks, have to deal with our pass rush because our offense is actually scoring points. Like when we were not able to score points, we couldn't even see what pass rushers we had. And we were bitching and we didn't have pass rushers, but we never were in an never in a situation where we had the opportunity to use them. Green bean. What are you most excited for this season?
1: I I have to, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's just an easy answer to say I'm most excited for Aaron Rodgers, Right. Um, But let me tell you, like speaking about the defensive line, you know, even in that practice, when I got to I got to meet uh, JFM and and Quinnen and uh, Michael Clemens and
0: Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas.
1: everybody, yeah, everyone. T- 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 Green Bean's got
0: photos t- with everyone. He's sending yeah. Matt and I photos. We're like, oh, we Matt and I are Squidward and Green Bean is SpongeBob having the greatest time in the world outside.
1: Yep. Yeah, and you're like, you know, this guy. Why always SpongeBob? I work so hard over here. But uh, so but like. I was even able, you know, I was, I was able to convey to them, like, you know, dude, we're so excited about the potential of this defensive line. And every one of them said like something to the effect of dude, we're going to, it's going to get real this year. You know what I mean? Like we're not, we're not playing games. Like the defensive line is poised to destroy this year. Now, my hope is like you said, that we can get into some scenarios where we're playing uh, with leads, which would be new for us. We don't see that very often. We're usually trying to climb back into it in the fourth quarter. Um, So it would be really nice in the fourth quarter to see us up by 10, up by 14, uh, to be able to see, you know, really just unleash the heat. Um, and we have the players to do it, whether it's Bryce Huff, Will McDonald, even, you know, Carl Lawson, Michael Clemens. Dude, don't forget about Jermaine Johnson, dude. I mean, we got we have the horses. And then up the middle, dude, holy shit. Quinn Williams is such a beast. And, he, I, I, you know, you mean it's he's so sweet. He's such a sweetheart. And he's so mean on the field, dude. I just I can't love him enough. And, but then you add guys like, I believe Quentin Jefferson, you saw that opening play uh, last week, dude, he's an absolute uh, upgrade. And well, maybe he's not an upgrade over Rankins, but we're not losing much. Al Woods is without question an upgrade over Nathan Shepard. And this defensive line is exciting, man. And if we do get into situations where we're playing from a lead, I think we're going to see some real pain. Uh, brought to opposing offenses and that that gets me excited it's my favorite thing in football I mean period like the defensive line crushing quarterbacks and running backs behind the line and if they make it I love a good nasty linebacker knocking somebody on their ass like and we have that CJ Mosley and Quincy are uh, our hitters man and like we have it it's all right there for us to take care of and am uh, that's what I'm most excited about, man, is our, our, our D and what they can do.
0: Matt, what about you? What are you most excited for this season?
2: Um, Aaron Rodgers running up the score on the Patriots. How about yeah. that? Because the Patriots have taken our lunch money for almost a decade. Well, really more than that, but they haven't beaten them since 2015. That is far, far, far too long. I know that you know a lot of hate from jet fans has been transferred to the Miami dolphins because they've been annoying the last couple of years uh, and Buffalo because they're now the, the Kings of the division. But I still got a little hate in my heart for the new England Patriots. And I'd like to stomp them out a couple of times this year.
0: Yeah. If yeah. there's one game that I'm like circling right now, like as much as you want to say like, Oh, Denver and Sean Payton and all that. No, it's, it's week three. It's the Patriot game. Let's exercise our demons and fucking run the score up. Like I want, Oh, victory formation. Jets are up by 30 points bomb (laughs) like I do not want to kneel run it down their throat
1: yeah no doubt dude that's a that's a really great one like look in truth if we just come out with a win I'm gonna be happy right but it's time not only to win it's time to bloody up their faces that's what it's time to do it's time to lose our shoes in their ass like they on Tuesday they're gonna be finding shoelaces up their cracks like that's what we got to do this year? It's time, you know. I, um, before the first Patriots game last year, the one where we were just—I mean, Zach had a great first half, and uh, he had that beautiful touchdown, nice touch to Conklin, I believe. And then we the had interception the interception was called back, right? The interception was called back because John Franklin Myers uh, sneezed too close to Mac Jones. He didn't really. He, I mean, he put. He's got to stop doing that. Because he got two of those last year. But it wasn't exactly egregious, uh, the fact that they took it back. But then Zach kind of turned over a new leaf and decided, I'm going to throw three picks in the second half. You know, So um, it really sucked. But Bart Scott said before the game, this is the game the Jets have to uh, – how did he say it? He said uh, – maybe he said choke out the Patriots. They got to let them know you don't belong on the same field as us anymore. And and I completely agreed with that. Like we were the better team, and you know clearly w- the issue was quarterback play in the second half, and we just couldn't seem to get out of our own way with that. And remember that uh, Mike White was actually on the sideline with his helmet on, uh, waiting, and Sala just never pulled the trigger, and we he he just stuck with Zach, and it and uh, it, it you know didn't work. Didn't work out for us, but um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's time. It's time to not only beat them, which would be enough. I want to make sure that's clear, but it's time to to bloody them up and let them know the uh, the torch is passed. Your time is over.
0: Blitz Crew says which units in order rank as weakest on the team. Um, I I don't want to say weakest, but let's say most concerning. Uh, for me, offensive line, then linebacker, then safety. Ah, No, you know what? Probably, mm, it's really linebacker. just offensive line. I'll be honest. Offensive line is the one that gives me the willies. Safety and linebacker, I'm really not as concerned about. Um, maybe I'd say safety than linebacker because I do like the emergence of uh, Barnes a lot. Like That's given me a little more comfort behind our starting three. Matt, what would you say are maybe most concerning aspects of our team are right now?
2: Yeah, oh, lines the one that's going to scare you, right? Because when healthy could be very, very good, but you are holding your breath if it's not the starting five that we expect. Uh, I would say safety second because the Jets' safety room doesn't have someone as good as C.J. Mosley. So that's why I put linebacker a little bit behind safety, but it's close
0: what about you? If you had to kind of rank where your concern is on this team, what would be your like top two or three spots be?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's O-line. And again, like you guys were saying, I mean, if we're healthy, I think we're fine. It might take a week or two or three uh, to really gel as a unit. As we know, uh, the offensive line is probably the, you know, the the unit most dependent on each other. It's They are – singular positions right you tackles guards and all the jazz you know you got the center but they need to work as a complete unit and um and it's going to take a minute I mean like here we go again every season we seem to not be able to have our starting group together until the very end of the preseason um but if they stay healthy I'm not too concerned, but it but it is it, it I think it's the number one concern. And while a few minutes ago I said that I'm not really all that worried about safety, it would have to be the next group, you know. Uh, as far as you know, you know, if you're going down the line of you know weakest, like you said, I like that distinction, Ryan. I wouldn't say it's weak, but it's definitely uh, you know not as strong as I guess inherently that might mean week, but it's not as strong as some of the other units. Linebacker, I'm not worried about, man. I think um, you know, I think CJ Mosley and uh and Quincy Williams are 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 good for what we're doing. And I think that Jamie and Sherwood behind them is great. I, I like Zaire Barnes and I agree with you. I think that he's really, you know, yeah, I think he's excuse me, I think he's um kind of progressed a little bit faster than maybe I thought he would. And I really like Chaz Surratt. Uh, so I think that our unit is solid there. And uh, yeah, other than that, man, I mean, what what wide receivers? I, you know, I guess me, you know, like I like our wide receivers, but outside of Garrett Wilson, we're just kind of solid, right? We have Lazard, we have Corey Davis, you got me Cole Hardman. Um, I mean, there's a lot of potential there, and I think it's all about what the offense wants. They can be very proficient, but the only real star on that, you know, on that list is is Garrett Wilson. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I feel pretty good about this team, man. It's all about health for me. I want to recognize Vincent and Yo. It's
0: Vin for becoming the news member of the OnlyFans. Thank you guys so much. We are just ten. Members away. If we get 10 more members, we get the Highway 77 emoji back up and running. So guys, thank you so much for joining the OnlyFans.
1: Vlad
0: comes in. Vlad says, how would each of you strategically rotate our edges going in especially against AFC East opponents? So I would do it based on down and distance. Jermaine Johnson for me is going to be in first and second down, and then I'd probably put in Huff and McDonald- so I'd say Jermaine and and Lawson on the edges to go first, second down, third down. I'm putting in McDonald and Huff on either side, and then for the tackles, I'm probably starting with Quinnin. Whoa, Blitz Crew <laughs> drops in ten oh. membership. Blitz Crew, you're the man. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me hold on while I'm mid sentence. I'm gonna gonna add it. Give me just a second. Um, all right, well, let me, let me finish my train of thought and then I'll, I'll add this while you guys talk about everything. But Blitz crew, you're the friggin' man. Uh, interior defensive line, I'm looking at Quinnen and like Jefferson or Woods and then second team, I'm probably thinking, I don't know, do we move JFM back inside and then have Woods or Jefferson there or is Clemens slotting in next to him? I, It kind of depends for me. We can keep guys fresh for so long That we just have so many different options. Like you, you could say our third string defensive line could be starting on other teams around the league. Like there's going to be some good players that wind up getting let go. Matt, where do you fall on our offense or uh, defensive line rotation? I guess he was asking specifically about edge rushers, but you know, in general, what were you thinking?
2: Yeah, I think I think on first and maybe some second downs, depending on the distance, JFM and Carl Lawson will be the uh, the edges. Uh, but I do think JJ is going to get a healthy mix in there, more snaps than uh, expected. And then Will McDonald and Bryce Huff will be the obvious passing situations, and those two will kind of rotate. I think you know twenty-five to thirty percent of the snaps, maybe for in uh, for McDonald and Huff in that range, while uh, JFM, Carl Lawson, and JJ are getting uh, more, more of the chunk. And you're right. Like you can move JFM inside, maybe on more of those obvious passing situations. And that's how you get Huff or McDonald on the field. Uh, I'm with you. I think it's Quentin Jefferson and Quinnen in the middle, in the middle. Uh, maybe they mix in some Al Woods on early downs, uh, against the run. Uh, but I think like Quentin Jefferson, I think is going to sneaky, have like five sacks this year just because you know, the the edge rushers are going to force the quarterbacks to step up, and that's right into the arms of Quinnen and, and uh, Jefferson. So um, I, I think the quote-unquote starting line will be Lawson, Jefferson, Quinnen, and uh, J, JFM, but there's going to be a healthy rotation
0: guys in the chat if you want to hit your refresh button on the page members you will have the highway 77 emoji now so you can drop those in the chat thank you blitz crew and everyone else who's become members over this uh the time of doing the channel you guys are awesome we got some good stuff coming up uh in the future here green bean i want to hear from you what do you think how do we rotate our edge rushers
1: (sighs) hmm It's going to be interesting to see, right? Um, Number one, thank you, Blitz Crew. Ryan announced, oh, we have 10 more. And he said, no, you don't. You know what I mean? Like, that's just such a cool thing to do. (laughs) And I think you're awesome, man. Um, But uh, I think Carl Lawson starts, right? I think he's our main guy on the right side. I'm real interested to see who I think it's going to be. I mean, this whole JFM as an edge is, is still a little bit, You know, I I worry about that a little bit. I think he struggles with setting the edge. Um, He does a good job at times, but I really like him bouncing inside. Like you were saying, Matt, like Quentin Jefferson starting next to Quinton. I would like to see JFM as kind of the, you know, the starter in there on maybe first and second. But then you want to see Al Woods. He's a he's a run stuffer. Right. So that's what you want to see. So I don't know, um, but I think Jermaine Johnson, dude, he's he's got to be a major facet on the left side of the line because not only is he in, is he proficient at pass rushing, uh, but he's a damn good run guy. Like he and and he sets the edge very very well. But then you got Bryce Huff and you got uh, Will McDonald and what's Michael Clemens's role going to be? Are they really bouncing him inside? He played a lot of end uh, in the preseason. So, uh, um, I don't know, man, I think, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. And I wonder if they're going to be able to, you know, game plan who it is that gets more playing time, uh, versus who they think that, you know, d- you know, depending on the team we're playing, which guys we have, they feel can better, uh, exploit the potential weaknesses, of the, of the tackles that we're playing. So I, I, I think when you have this many guys, you can start thinking about it like that. You know, you might have a guy that against this offensive line, he's, he's made for it, but against next week's offensive line, that guy, you know, that tackle can do a better job of neutralizing him. So you switch him out with a different edge rusher. I think we're going to see some of that stuff, but I want to see a heavy dose of Jermaine Johnson. dude. I think he's earned it. And I think, uh, You know, being a first-round pick is kind of the forgotten first-round pick uh, with having, obviously, Sauce and Garrett win Rookies of the Year. Um, You know, Jermaine Johnson's, you know, rookie year, which was solid, is kind of forgotten, but we've seen him in the preseason. He looks great. He looks like he's ready to kind of take that next step, and I'd I'd like to see them give him the opportunity to do so.
0: Uh, I see Blitz Crew mentioned, did we talk about the poll question yet? So let's bring that up real quick. Then we're going to get to Douglas and Professor Hulk super chats. I see you guys uh, waiting in limbo. So we will get to that. Uh, should the Jets sign Jason Peters as insurance? Now it was brought up. Would he go play for Joe Douglas and the Jets? Jets have some offensive line issues. He said, yes, I would go over there. You know, even if they want me to you know, be a veteran, they want me to sit behind someone. I don't have to start. I just want to play. Um, 65% of our 460 votes said yes to Jason Peters as insurance. Now, the last two years, he did not get paid more than $2 million. I think it was like 1.3 and $1.7 million each of the last two years. That was his time in Chicago and his time in Dallas. So if you're asking me if I could pay Jason Peters $2 million to hopefully not have to use him, yes. All damn day, yes. Matt, your thoughts on Jason Peters?
2: yeah uh not as a starter i don't feel comfortable with him if like that was our plan as a uh, as a starting line spot but i feel more comfortable with him than i do billy turner or max mitchell and i feel a hell of a lot more comfortable with him taking avt makai Beckton, carter warren max mitchell joe tipman even uh guys like that under his wing uh along with Dwayne brown and helping them I, I kind of equated it to Uh, when the Jets brought back Ty Law in 2008 and he really helped Darrell Revis out a lot and then Revis blossomed into maybe one of the best cornerbacks of all time after that. Um, So, uh, you know, I think there are some positive dividends that could, you know, come out of this.
0: Yeah, and we could definitely wait till after week one as well because then his money's not guaranteed. That's what a lot of teams will end up doing. Uh, Greenby, how do you where do you fall on the Jason Peters stuff? Would you like to
1: bring him in or are you kind of like, let's wait and see? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I would. I I think. I mean, he's what eighty four years old, but he's still. Standing down, a little, right? Yeah, dude, he's still solid. And for an undrafted free agent, man, I'll tell you that guy carved himself out a nice little career there. But one hundred eighteen million dollars over his career, dude. It's amazing, and he's a stud. Make no mm-hmm. mistake. Um, the thing is, who's getting cut? right? So, you know, they're not cutting Max Mitchell. They're not, uh, they're not going to cut Carter Warren. He's a draft pick and he's got just oodles of potential. And he, you know, obviously super young, you got Billy Turner, but Billy Turner is an Aaron Rodgers guy and he's a Hackett guy. So, I mean, I mean, I don't think that they're necessarily led by their emotions. If he's really struggling uh, you know, I think that they'll factor that in, but I just don't, I don't know if I see it, man, I, I just really don't. And we're gonna probably keep 10 O-linemen, right? You got, I mean, I'm not, I mean, not gonna count because I'll lose track after like four. So that's a problem for me. So I don't wanna do that in front of everybody. But, you know, with Wes Schweitzer, you got Tippman, you got McGovern, you got AVT, you know, again, Carter Warren, you know, Beckton, Dwayne Brown, Lake and Tomlinson, like, you know, we're running out of spots here. So we bring on Jason Peters, in my opinion, it's probably got to be Peters or Turner. And I just see Turner as one of their guys. Um, I just don't know if that's realistic. I would be a fan of it personally.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'd want to wait till there's an injury before bringing in Jason Peters. Like, I don't want to have to rely on a 41 year old tackle, but at the same time, like, I don't think he's going to have to sit around super long. Like, I feel like there's going to be some team out there that's going to be like, okay, this guy's solid. We have tackle issues. Let's bring him in. And I don't know if the Jets are at that point right now, now that they're getting Brown back. Like if Brown goes down with an injury, hey, Peters, let's call you up. And then maybe you decide to flip Beckton onto the other side or something along those lines. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of in line with you guys. I do like the move. Douglas says, based on the preview clip of Hard Knocks, could all of Zach's errant passes been from his headband not being absorbent enough? Um, I didn't see this clip. If it is, I 100% buy it. It's definitely, it's all about, uh, you know, superstitious things with, with sports fans. Like I haven't changed my underwear since the last playoff run. Cause I,
1: you know, I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's gotta and, happen, and look, right? Like, Hey, and, come and January, daddy's getting child, a new pair of boxers And you figured out how to make another child while not changing your underwear for a impressive. Right? I know. Impressive.
0: Speaking of my underwear, manscaped now, bro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> there you go.
0: So Professor good. Hulk drops in, says, sorry, I'm late. But did you guys discuss Denzel Mims being cut from the Lions? No, we did not talk about that. Greenby, why don't you uh, take the reins here? Mr. Mims cut by the Detroit yeah. Lions. What
1: you he had an do? injury. It was uh, like
0: he had an yeah. ankle injury, went into rehab and then got like a calf injury or something like that. Yeah. What
1: kind of fucking slapdick operation we running up there? They can't even rehab a guy from an ankle. What's going on? Mims, he gets a bum rap everywhere he goes. It's crazy. I don't know what's so going to happen. We're bringing him back, right? What's that? Practice squad. We're bringing him back. I think that would be fantastic. I don't think it's going to happen.
2: That'd be hilarious. There's no
1: shot it's happening, especially guy with guys like uh, Gibson Brownlee. and Brownlee Gibson. and all these young bucks that they feel good about. But yeah, man, I don't know, dude. I think it's uh, I think it sucks for him. You know. Um, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What
0: are you gonna? Um, do? I I wanted to talk a little bit about the best rooms, best units on the team right now. If you had to say which part of our roster was the best, I, I kind of feel like our top three are going to be cornerback, defensive line, running back. Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Which unit is the best? And I'll let you kind of determine what lens are we looking through? Are we looking through best on the team? Are we looking through best compared to other teams? Let you kind of
2: uh, dictate that. Um, I will, I'm will. i going to go best on the team. Uh, and, and I'll start. I'll only I'll only take one. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm going to start with the defensive line. I think they have a real shot to be the best defensive line in the NFL. I know the Eagles and the 49ers, for good reason, have uh, – are up there as well. I would say the Jets are in the conversation with that, th- with those three and the Eagles and the 49ers might've proven it a little bit more than the Jets have, but I think they could take that leap, especially if Jermaine Johnson takes the step we think he can and will McDonald pops right away. I, I think the Jets could have maybe the best defensive line in football. The Eagles last year, I
0: believe had 70 sacks at uh, second most in the NFL history. I think 72 is the record if I'm not mistaken, and that would be, deal. One, I think that's what it is. One sack per quarter gets you to 68. So you're going to have to have a little bit more in the tank to get the, get the record green bean. What are you thinking? Our best unit is on the team.
1: I think it's a defensive line. Uh Now, I mean, it's uh, you know, we should pay attention to what the Eagles are doing just taking everybody from georgia i think that's a smart bet you know what i mean it's like just just they've been playing together for three years you know just bring them to keep them keep the band together man uh i think it's impressive what they're doing and I, adding Jalen carter uh to that team i think is is beastly you know um but i still think our best unit is our defensive line there's an argument to be made that our cornerbacks are uh, are in that discussion with Sauce DJ Reed and Michael Carter II? I mean, dude, that's uh, you know arguably the best trio we've had here. Period. I mean, when it was Revis and cromarty I mean they were tops. But who was our nickel back then? I, I can't even remember. um It wasn't like, Buster uh,
0: Screen yet. Buster Screen was 2015 when we had
1: the Buster Screen when it came right. Back. So before he that, played with Revis and cromarty but the second the incarnation. Second time. Yeah. Right. So who was our nickel then? I know we, you know, we had, um, there it is. Yeah. We drafted Wilson. Oh my God. Twenty ten.
2: 2009. I was going to say Lito Shepard, but he was the other corner outside. I can't think of who the slot. I can't think of who the slot drew Coleman.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, Drew wow. Coleman, and then Marquise Cole, uh, was another one, but I think Kyle Wilson was our, was our nickel was yeah dude i don't know man he sucked the balls he really
0: (laughs) michael carter too is like legit legit he's good (laughs) like all three of our guys like sauce might be one of the best cornerbacks in the entire game and reed is not far behind him like that that gives me the cromarty sauce gives me like cromarty revis hybrid like if you had to make a cornerback in a lab that's what sauce is
1: yeah dude sauce is such a stud muffin. I mean, he really is, man. And if he can continue, like if he has like we believe he has the work ethic and and the you know the true desire to continue to improve and all that. Um if he is that person, that player, you know, the sky is the is really the limit for him. And uh because like you said, I mean, he's like he's like what you would make a quarterback Oh, I'm sorry. How you would create a cornerback in the lab. Um, he's got, he's got all of it, man. And his ability, like, you know, there was a few plays that, you know, have been clipped up from last year, you know, sticking with receivers, like a big receiver like him, I'm sorry, a big cornerback like him, you know, generally speaking, they don't have the ability to, and, and even Revis this applied to guys like Welker, they beat Rebus, you know, like their quickness. Like Revis wasn't able to always keep up with those types of guys. Sauce can do that, man. And that's, that's crazy rare. So, and Michael Carter II is really under, uh, you know, appreciated in my opinion. Not so much by Jets fans these days, but I think out there, it's like he's kind of forgotten. As is DJ Reed to a large extent. But man, oh man, is that group something else. Um, and yeah, it might be the best trio that we've had here. Um, and, and the longer they get to play together, the better, man. We never see it. It's just, it's been like 10, 12 years since we've seen a, a positional group stay together for more than a year or two. It's always changing. Like if we can keep these, you know, this group together for a little while. Uh, they're going to be all the better. I think, I mean, the uh, the excitement I have for that group. So I do think the defensive line is the best group, particularly, uh, you know, how deep they are. But the cornerbacks are no joke either, man.
0: Yeah, I'll come in and I'll say the running back room has a lot of hope and potential to be really good, but Brees coming off an ACL. And then Dalvin Cook, there's a lot of stats to to indicate that maybe he's on the downward trend of his career. Michael Carter down year last year. Izzy's, he got the injury right now, like, so I, I can't really, in good faith, go with the running back position. I do think it's defensive line. Like when you're talking about our three lines that you could rotate out there and our third line could be like a starting line on other teams, that is depth. Cornerback wise, I am happy with our starting three, even our backups in Eccles and, and Hall. Like I feel like we're deep in that respect, but I think it's it's bar none our defensive line. And our defensive line is going to be the area that allows our secondary to take advantage of some of the opportunities that'll be presented to them. Um, So yeah, it's for me, it's, it's defensive line. I think we're, we're all in agreement right there. James drops in with the super chat. Thank you, James. He says, can you guys think of a, uh, can you think of jets player cut? Can you think of jet player cuts that worked out on other teams? Bam could be the next one. Unfortunately, so jet players that have been cut that have worked out on other teams. Um Harry Nickerson. I got I gotta think of like other other guys that have really like have Trevon we cut Wade anyone Cole. real big that has gone on Danny woodhead like Pennant. Woodhead? Yeah woodhead. that's a that's a, that's a smart one. That's like oh he went to the Patriots and then he dominated. I don't know. Who else? Chat, you got to help us with this.
1: Yeah. Who else? John Abraham Uh, wasn't
0: cut. John Abraham was traded.
1: Right. John Abraham was traded.
0: Demario uh, Davis was traded. That was one that kind of popped
1: into my head, but that wasn't, no, wasn't cut. Not, no, no, no. Not when he went to the Saints. Uh, he We let him go. We didn't cut him. He's a free we agent. Did. We signed him as a free agent. Right. Uh, okay. So stupid, man. We traded, right, so that, that we works, traded uh, Calvin Pryor for Demario. We had Demario Davis. He left, right? Mm-hmm. Then we traded uh, Calvin Pryor for Demario Davis. He had his best year as a pro. And McCagdem was like, "Eh,
0: Avery Williamson.
1: <laughs> Avery Williamson, we traded. Frankie uh, Luvu.
2: They're saying in the chat, which yeah, I saw Luvu. Luvu in there.
1: That's, that's a, a good, good one. one. It is. That's a goodie. I liked Frankie Luvu too. I was, you know, that's one of the guys. And you know, we're we're you know we're nerds, right, with this stuff. So you know, we focus on the bottom end of the roster a little bit more than maybe a casual fan." Uh, would. So we get all upset about this stuff, but I was, I was bummed when we let Frankie louvu go. I I liked his potential. Now, did I think that he was going to be uh, anything more than maybe a rotational guy? Uh, maybe not, but I did like him uh, for the roster, but he's doing well down there and the, dude, uh, they love him. Uh, they, and, and rightfully so he's a good, he's a good one, but Are I'll tell you what, to- I was a gonna see other of... names
0: that are popping up in the chat. Uh I see uh well, I see Chad Pennington, I see Greg Dorch, and I see uh what was the other one? Geno Smith. Geno Smith took a little bit, but Geno Smith Geno wasn't played.
2: cut though, right? Didn't his contract just expire? Uh, made of.
0: Yeah, I guess it was just his rookie he was here at 13, right? like, 13 14,
2: 15, that. 16. Yeah, he was here four years, so
0: hmm. yeah. So I guess it's not a cut, right? So no. I don't yeah, I don't know. Was Luvu cut?
2: Yeah, I would think. Luvu
1: was cut. Yeah, he was part of the you know the the waivers. We
2: you know. Green bean will never forget where he was when Frankie Luvu was cut.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? My wife, I guess, who was watching, uh, she just said, "John." She just wrote to me, "John Abraham." LOL, uh, because like the first few years, uh, you know, like you guys know I'm in I'm in AA. Right. And we do a whole thing where we like clear our resentments. Right. And she told me she's like, dude, you totally need to do a whole four step, which is the whole thing on on like NFL players and particularly John Abraham because I used to bitch I'd be like that motherfucker you know and I was just like I was like she's like I can't believe how much you complain about this player I mean when's Zay I'm like he hasn't played in 10 years but like Dude, that, he I was still like when
0: he, when he sat off that sat out that playoff game yeah. because he was going to get
1: his big contract that was kiss of death that was it and the only saving grace for that trade because we only got i believe it was i mean we got a first for him right um but you know a player of that caliber you could get more but we got nick mangold for john abraham so the fact that nick mangold was who he was for us makes it okay but it's still it, like just the whole situation pisses me off you know what i mean i've gotten better i'm not necessarily seething uh, anymore, but it's funny. My wife just she texted me Johnny Abraham, LOL. I'm like, yeah, you fucking hear it. <laughs> uh, she's sending me gifts right now That's of somebody funny. mad, yeah. But that one was that one bothered me, man.
0: <laughs> Alan drops in with a super chat says that cornerback trio needs a nickname. Go, uh, no fly zone's the easiest one we can do because we're Jets and we've had no fly mm-hmm. zone before, and it just sort of fits. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys have any other nicknames for our top three corners?
2: Uh, Chad, you gotta help us out
0: with this. There's a bunch of you people in the chat that are way smarter than us.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to think a second.
0: Air traffic control, force field, the wolves of Wall Street. Air traffic
2: control isn't bad. Yeah, that's a
0: pretty good one. Three is company.
2: Yeah, I don't... I'm not that good at this stuff. I'm blank. I think air, air traffic control is my favorite one so far.
0: Flight control, three and out. Avengers, fly paper. I still think no fly zone is so good. Bermuda Triangle. Ooh, that's a good one, Boba Jet.
2: That's creative. I like that.
1: Yeah. What is it? Wait, where is Bermuda it? The, China. Smash. the Smash Bros. That's fantastic, Jordan Victor. Although uh, was it Smash Bros? that's already that's, that's already Makai Becton. No, that's, that's Makai Beckon and AVT. Oh, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. what he's saying. You know, since they said that stupid shit, which by the way, you remember I was livid, right? I, you can't label yourself before you have a damn professional snap together. It's bad juju. We have seen those two guys play together for three quarters since they said that shit, and that was two years ago. Three quarters. You don't do it.
2: You're (laughs) not wrong.
0: Joe M says restricted airspace. That's not bad.
1: All right.
0: I think no fly zone and Bermuda Triangle are the the two that I like so far. (laughs) Eminon. Don't try us. Ah, okay. A we'll little play <laughs> on words
1: action. Try state
0: right, triangle.
1: Interesting. What do you think that, but, you know, not to remove it from this, but what do you think our defensive line's name can be? You know what I mean? There, we, there's been some talk about that, but a lot of people are saying sack exchange too. I don't like it.
0: No, I, I feel like it just fits so well. Like the sack exchange is such a great nickname for New York to have, like, on the defensive line. I think you could have another iteration of it because Cromartie and Revis were the no fly zone, also. But like, I, I I would still like the same nickname. I don't know, Matt. Do you have any sort of feeling on the sack exchange either way?
2: <laughs> um, I would like something different, but I don't know what it would be. I bet on the City. spot. Yeah, New Sack City, okay. New York um, Stunt
0: Exchange, interesting.
1: New Sack City is good. Although the movie New Jack City is getting, it's getting to be in the distant past. It's getting to be a, a touch on the older side.
0: TSA, the Sac Artists. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. That's
1: pretty neat. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Green Hell. The Manhattan
0: Project. That's pretty cool. Nukem, Sachs Fifth Ave. That's a good one. Okay. That's Uh, pretty good. Who said that? It's like a playoff Zach's Fifth Ave. I think that's my favorite so far. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I think Saks Fifth Ave is probably the best one.
1: Yeah, I am. Who said that one in the chat? I don't see it.
0: Um, that was Aaron Daniel said. Someone on Jake Asman said uh, Saks Fifth Ave.
2: That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, it is. That's, that's the best good. one so far.
0: Kayuka <laughs> Lake triple penetration.
2: Kayuka <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lake. No. Uh, yeah, he's
1: got a he's got a thing. He's got. I a enjoy team. his sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh totally.
2: um, no.
0: Can't put that on a shirt.
2: No, I don't see that going well.
0: That would be horrible.
1: (laughs) The Green Goblins. I think
0: Sack's Fifth Ave has got to be it. If it can't be Sack Exchange Two, it's
1: got to be that. Once you got to add a number to it, I just, but it might organically happen that way. You know what I mean? Cause the sack exchange, in my opinion, I know I'm inherently biased. I get it, but the sack exchange is premium labeling. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a great like, name. Dude, it's so good. And uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a minute. So the idea of just kind of readopting that it, it's going to be
0: Jersey's Cleco gets in the hall. I feel like this is the year to do it.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm with green bean though. I I like that being its own thing. Like the sack Mm exchange, like that was the eighties era jets football. Like this should have its own thing. What it is again, I have no idea, but I I think it should have its own distinction.
0: You're playing on crypto and NFTs or something like that. (laughs)
2: I find something that's trading. Yeah, right. Something something
0: updated, man. So, something new. I, yeah, I don't know. Someone's going to come up with a cool shirt. We're going to be like, oh, that's so much better. That's what it'll be.
1: How many guys we have with the letter Q?
0: SAC Exchange 2 yeah. Electric Boogaloo. That's what I'm going with. Too long. Electric. Okay.
1: <laughs> that was breaking. <laughs> breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. I remember that. See, like we gotta do something specific to them. Like we have Quinn and Williams, we have Quincy Williams, we have Quentin Jefferson, any other guy. Sack
0: SAQ exchange. There it is. CG. That's
1: That's where that's where I'm going with. Okay.
2: Okay. That see, that's its own kind of thing though. Because then you're getting I do. I like that. Big fan of that.
1: Yeah, how about we just call him Michael Clemens? (laughs) Lucille. That's it.
0: I want him to just break people this year.
2: So do I, dude. I don't know. He's been a a little MIA in the preseason so far. Yeah.
1: Yeah, He he had the first game where they, you know, he he looked, you know, he had his moments, but he's been kind of quiet, admittedly.
0: So we've got, actually, we're at the end of our show right here because we got hard knocks coming on at 10. That went fast, guys. We got five hundred people in here and only two hundred and twenty-one likes. Come on, no, smash bullshit. that like button if you've enjoyed leave, leave hanging out like. with us tonight. Yeah,
1: like. milk thumbs. Everybody. Make the sound, let's green go, bean. Everybody, yeah, Kinglosky, get him going, buddy. Green bean. Do, do the yeah. sound. <laughs> there you go. Right. Give us them their milk thumbs, man.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, let's do our uh, let's do our little giveaway here. Yeah. Bam.
2: Baggage claim.
0: Baggage Baggage claim. claim. Someone is going to be winning something. Something. What that something is. We don't know until the wheel spins.
1: We got 38 lucky contestants tonight. 38? 38 in this rigged competition that we have. (laughs) Rigged,
2: rigged, 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 Rigged. rigged
1: i gotta move this move it down here
0: random numbers sorry what was the number 38 rigged all right 38 it's gonna be here we go we're gonna
1: do a random number nine nine Number nine is Ka- Mike Kaz Jets All Time. That's who it oh, is. Oh, he's in there. Oh, yeah, Mike Kaz. All right, here we go. Let's see
0: what Kaz is going to get. Time to spin the wheel, baggage claim. going to be a jersey, Kaz. Get him a jersey. Come on. Pillow. Respin?
1: Oh, what the
2: hell it-
0: is that? I think it's... Do it again! I think it's leaning more on shirt, but I'm it, good with it, another it. spin. Cause you want to do another sh- spin or you want to do shirt or mug? We'll give you the choice.
1: I think it's definitely shirt, but I would be in favor of uh, another spin. I think that's very, very close.
0: Spin it. So it's Mike Cause is the...
1: Yeah, Mike Kaz.
0: Mike Kaz. Uh, come on, let us know. Are we doing another spin or you want to do mug or shirt?
1: You got... Four seconds, cuz.
2: One. Ten. Two. Nine. <laughs> oh man. Six.
0: <laughs>
1: oh man. Uh
0: need a rigged emoji. Oh no, that's not him. Sorry. We could we could work up a rigged emoji. We do emoji.
1: need a rigged emoji. That, that, I think we've uh, uh,
0: had enough times where it said rigged where we need to do it now.
1: Oh yeah, it's a thing for sure.
0: Um, I don't know if Kaz is gonna be paying attention to do this right now.
1: No, he's do there. He, he yeah, just, but he's not saying just, anything. Yeah, because it's a delay, I think.
2: It's a big delay. That's what it is. I I say we just spin it.
1: Spin it.
0: Let's see what happens. It's All in right. the middle. I that yeah. yeah, that's clearly in the middle to me.
1: Jersey, I've never seen it land that Jersey, close to me. Jersey. 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 Woo. Come on, J- no way. Shirt. That's definitely All right. a shirt Hey, hey Mike man. Kaz, is you win
0: a shirt tonight. All right, real Woo. fast, let's go around our panel. Mike Kaz, reach out to me, jetstalk247 at gmail.com or talking, T-A-L-K-I-N, jets at gmail.com. We'll get your information, send you out a shirt. Let's go around our panel, give our closing thoughts. We'll be back here after uh, for our Hard Knocks recap, so make sure you tune in with us then. Green Bean, any last words?
1: yeah you know we're we're doing stuff you know we got green bean uh, jets pod episode 127 is out now uh we talk about some stuff and uh we're doing the game streams over here on this channel so we're having a blast uh matt o'leary jake asman come and hung out with us last week it was great um but uh yeah man looking forward to watching hard knocks
2: matt any last words Tune back in at 11 for a reaction to Hard Knocks. We are going to get, I'm saying it, Ron Middleton this week. This is the Ron Middleton week. I want to see some Michael Carter, too. Boys and girls, we'll see you back here at 11 o'clock for our recap of
0: Hard Knocks. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun flying with you tonight. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets.